You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hey, somehow you were able to find the Grow Your Side Business podcast, and I thank you. I'm glad you're listening. You've been sharing, you've been liking, but here's one thing I want to be able to do. We want even more people just like you to find this show. Now, the best way that people discover this show is leaving a review. So if you would do me a favor, leave a review. It literally takes five seconds. We're trying to get up to a thousand reviews across all of our platforms. So it doesn't matter where you listen to this podcast. Just go in, tap in, leave us a review. I would absolutely be so grateful that you did so that other people can hear it. Let's get back to the show. Is that the example um, that my kids are gonna remember? They're not gonna remember that. I had to cope with that because we get so locked into, well, it's gotta be this way and it's like, well, no. Hey, my name is Chris Williams and you are now listening to the Grow Your Side Business Podcast. I help ambitious employees grow a profitable side business. If you haven't had an opportunity yet, go check out growyoursidebusiness.com where we've got all the content, the tips, the strategies, and more. You're in the right place at the right time and we're here to help you grow a serious profitable side business. Let's listen to today's episode. Hey everybody, welcome to another great episode of the Grow Your Side Business podcast where I help those of you who are also successfully discontent be able to create a profitable side business. Now, you know, when we do interviews, we don't just talk to people who can give us like the fluff or, you know, you can do it too. No, I like to talk to people who either made the transition. More importantly, they are people who can help us understand what do we do next when we're successfully discontent. You've got the job, the house, the car, the money, but something is missing. And I got another great interview for you today because this gentleman has what I consider the the story we all share, right? We're, we're at the top of our corporate game and you know that you're really good at what you do, but you've kind of gotten bit by that so-called entrepreneurship bug or you look at life and you go, wait a second, 
I know that I am probably valued by my company, but I could be doing even much more, making an even greater impact out in the marketplace. But I don't really know what I should be doing. Well, this gentleman is gonna be able to help us out because there's a conversation that typically happens between a lot of us, and I've talked to you all the time. You all send me information and you send me DMs and you say, hey, you know, I like the idea of starting my side business, but I hate sales. Well, guess what? Today, I've got somebody that we're gonna have a conversation with because one of the biggest things that I notice most people struggle with when it comes to building their side business is they freak out because they actually have to put their name out there and their message out there into the world. We're gonna cover all that today. Let me give you a little bit of background on the gentleman you're gonna hear from today. He is the creator of this, he's a, a sales transformation expert. Here's the cool part. He has an eight-figure sales growth expert coaching program. I don't know about you, but I would think that he would be somebody we'd want to listen to about this. More importantly, we're going to talk to our, 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 our guest today about why is it that so many people in corporate or so many people outside of the world of actual business hate sales so much and what can we do about it how do we start making ourselves more comfortable with that we're going to talk about that as, as well uh he is uh inspiring uh, sales and transformation all over the globe and here's the cool part got a chance to work with the greats of the world the tony robbins of the world he knows the dean graziosis and others and here's the great thing he's here to, for, with us to share his knowledge i want to introduce to some and present to others neil tricarico did i get that right you nailed it, Chris. Man, it. it's such an honor and a privilege to be here with you and your audience. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, well Neil, here, here's where I want to start because I said it in the intro, and I think this is one of those things that um, maybe we've maybe maybe we've messed up the view or the perception that should be around around sales. So before we get into your background and everything else, just sure. give us like the the thirty thousand foot view landscape of like. Why is it that if somebody's out here saying, hey, they're going to build their side business, they're going to grow it. What is it about sales that we've either got misnomers about or things that you see all the time where you're like, oh, my gosh, that's a we got to we got to change that. Right. What are some of those things that that trip people up when they're on this journey? That's a great question, Chris. And it really speaks to it's my most favorite question of all. And it speaks to my personal mission. See what happens for entrepreneurs or just just people in general, when they think about sales, they think about something they have to learn to do, some training they have to have to be able to sell, to be able to convince somebody to buy, to overcome objections. And the reason there's so much friction in our minds when thinking about sales in that way is because it's gross. No one wants to be sold to that way. That's not how human beings connect with one another. So it's incongruent with how most human beings look at relationships. So my whole personal mission, Chris, is to demystify sales as something other, something that we have to learn to do, to train to do, learn some manipulation skills, say and do things that that trap people in a corner or worse yet overcome their objections why would it be overcoming anything what sales really needs to be about is letting go of all that peeling back all of that and coming back to our true self because our true nature chris is to connect with other human beings so when you think about 
the attributes that exist in your primary relationships, whether that be your spouse, significant other, best friend, partner, business partner, there's a connection there. And so all sales is about is understanding those capabilities within us that enable us to connect with another human being. Now in business, the opportunity though, is we've got to do that in a way that happens quickly. So in marketing, we've got to educate and put ourselves out there in a way that's authentic and real and connective. And when we have a human to human sales interaction, we have to be able to quickly connect with another human being. And the best way to do that is to move away from our own preoccupations of, of selling something to them and just saying, hey, I want to get to know this person and then see what they need. And then from there, we can determine whether we can and should help them. Yeah, I think this is a great conversation because, you know, um, I, I was taught that way. You got you to go sell. I mean, I remember the days I've, you know, hustled my way Kirby vacuums back in the day. Some people don't remember those things, but I, I hustled I those things in Atlanta, Georgia. I do. I, I know what that's like. Yeah. But then you said something that I think is interesting, addressing the need of the person that you're trying to help. And I've heard from yourself, I've heard from a lot of people talk about this idea of service and, and addressing needs versus sales and overcoming objections. Yes. Why has there been such uh, a, 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 a resistance to this idea, though, of service? Because in most cases, as a solopreneur, right, and when they're stepping out and starting their side business, they're like, no, trying to make money. I'm trying to you know, I, I'm trying to hit the sales goal. Yes. What is what is that? And why has have we had to make that change to getting people to be comfortable, even if you're the CEO or the solopreneur, that you got to think service first versus hitting a sales goal? What, what talk to me about that and how you kind of typically approach that with people? Yeah, great, great question. I mean, first and foremost, the great news is no one wants to be sold to anymore, Chris. I mean, we we don't answer the phones when we're getting uh, cold calls. We don't answer the door anymore when someone's knocking that we're not expecting. We don't want to be pitched and sold to anymore. So the great news is the world is coming around that they don't want to be sold to anymore. But when you came up and when I came up, that was the thing. It was coffees for closers, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. And for me, the first realization uh, for me, I was highly successful in, in software sales in late uh, 90s, early 2000s. And I almost left the profession because it was so hardcore. When I moved down here from Silicon Valley to San Diego and I had the opportunity to work with Deepak Chopra and I was interviewing with him, he wanted no part of marketing and sales. I mean, he really crossed his fingers at me. And, and what, what, what came to me in that moment was I said to him, hey, listen, you know, Deepak, I'm going to partner with your head of marketing and I'm going to lead sales, but we're not going to talk about it in those terms. We're going to talk about marketing as education and sales as service. And so for me, that's when it, it codified in my physiology that that's what this is really all about. And what's important for entrepreneurs and people starting out, you know, with, with the side business is we have to hustle, right? So the energy, the mindset, the physiology can be around hustling. We want to we want to make sure that we're hyper clear. Service doesn't mean we're not hustling. We want to hustle 
drive, get after serving other people. Hey, somehow you were able to find the Grow Your Side Business podcast, and I thank you. I'm glad you're listening. You've been sharing, you've been liking, but here's one thing I want to be able to do. We want even more people just like you to find this show. Now, the best way that people discover this show is leaving a review. So if you would do me a favor, leave a review. It literally takes five seconds. We're trying to get up to a thousand reviews across all of our platforms. So it doesn't matter where you listen to this podcast. Just go in, tap in, leave us a review. I would absolutely be so grateful that you did so that other people can hear it. Let's get back to the show. That is, that's a, I, I like the way you frame that because I do think that's a hard transition for somebody in corporate because yeah. at the end of the day, if I'm Mr. or Mrs. whoever and so-and-so and, and, and everybody, you know, uh, goes to my beck and call, it's hard to be like, well, wait a second. Now I'm going to go out and serve people. I've been served at my leadership position all of this time. So I think I love the way you framed that. I want to, I want to get into your, your background. So, sure. you, you know, you mentioned Deepak Chopra that you got a chance to work with. Talk to me about who Neil was before you ever run into a Deepak Chopra. What were you doing? What was, what was the day-to-day -day world like? What was your corporate life like? And, and what, and, and, and more importantly, I think the thing I also want to understand is what was the aha for you? Where did you find yourself successfully discontent as you were on this journey? Great question. So um, for for me, like I shared briefly a moment ago, I, I I was a reluctant salesperson. I I came up with a political science degree, wanted to get into law, worked as a paralegal, went to law school, and I had an epiphany that law wasn't for me. All of my fellow students were interested in the analysis. I was interested in advocating for my client. So I, I was at a turning point in my life where I decided to leave law school because I had you know, accrued some significant debt and didn't want to accrue more, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. To a person, when I reached out to friends and family, they all said sales, but I was reluctant. I mean, my very first sales interview was that stapler interview where the, the, the sales manager put the stapler down in front of me and told me to sell it. And that's, that's an interesting story, but, but anyways, point being, so I, I got into sales, like I said, late nineties, early two thousands, this was the internet boom. I was selling software and I was highly successful at it, but what was happening was that I was going through, um, each night when I'd go home, I'd kind of have to shower off this approach, you know, and I was making so much money. Um, and, and, and in all fairness, Sales is the most entrepreneurial position you could have. It's the most entrepreneurial job you could have. And it was only when I decided to leave the profession um, that things shifted for me significantly. And I was blessed to be introduced to a woman by the name of Joanne Martin Braun. I mean, of all the people that I've been blessed to know that are recognizable, no one knows about this one, but she was like a career psychologist. And I went through this process with her because I wanted to get into another profession and it was part like psychology therapy. So, you know, so I would, I would sit with her and, and she would interview me part assessment. Well, lo and behold, it came to be that my strengths were leadership and sales. So what we created together was a, a one pager of my dream scenario. So we spent a lot of time putting it together, but that I was going to look for 
a place of employment that had massive impact on the world. I was going to be really specific about what organization I went to and that it, they were serving, that the leadership team was purpose-driven, um, that I would have an opportunity to transition from individual contribution into sales management. So looking for a player coach kind of role. And we, Chris, we put all this into a one pager that I, I slept with under my pillow. I, I visualized in the morning before I woke, you know, when I woke up at night before I went to bed and really long story short, when I came down here to San Diego and started to looking for places, those seeds were planted not only in my brain and my physiology, but out into the ether. So when I got an interview with the Chopra Center, even though I didn't know who Deepak Chopra was or that impact of, of service and contribution, you know, that that opportunity came to me. Um, so my my discontent in the software world was, um, you know, based on feeling incongruent. It wasn't until a few years after the Chopra Center that I felt some some discontent and some need to get into some entrepreneurialism. Yeah, what year was that that you worked with the uh, Chopra Center? Yeah, great question. So I was with Deepak from 2004 to 2008. I mean, it was amazing. We took that that uh, events business and and center business from less than a million dollars to 2.6, 5.2, then eight, and by the time I left, um, it was 12 million. Wow. Now, when and how in the world do you go from there to Tony Robbins? Yeah. Yeah. Great, great question. So, you know, I was really fortunate. Um, I'll share a quick story with you. So I, I felt like I had found home at the Chopra Center. Um, like entrepreneurialism wasn't really pulling at me just yet because I had so much freedom within that organization. Um, but Deepak and Tony you know, we're friends, our friends. And so it was just natural. Uh, at some point, Deepak introduced me to Tony. Tony's vice president of sales became uh, a mentor of mine. His VP of recruiting helped me quite a bit. And the way that all went down is, you know, I started to um, experience events with Tony Robbins. But like I said, I really wanted to stay with Deepak. But at one of the events, when I was at like my peak of fulfillment at the Chopra Center, I remember we were, I think it was in, um, I want to say it was in, in Pennsylvania. And, you know, we will stay in hotels and different things. But this time we stayed in a retreat center. So Deepak was hanging out with us. And I remember sitting with him and saying to him, I'm like, hey, Deepak, I found my forever home. I, you know, I'm going to be here forever. This, this is my career. I'm so happy to be here. And, you know, he looked me in the eyes and I, I, I don't do his accent well, so I'm not going to do it. But he said, no, Neil, everybody that comes to the Chopra Center, this is an arc. You're not going to be here forever. This is going to be a chapter in your story. There's something we needed from you and there's something you needed from us. And I was heartbroken. I just was like, oh, like I was crushed. But it was through that introduction to Tony that I became open to, yeah, there are these chapters in life and career and, and why hold on to it? So bringing the story full loop is in 2007, 2008, when the economy hit the skids, um, Tony at that point was only focused on personal development. So all of his 
his courses, his events, all of his curriculum was around personal growth. Now he was a coach to captains of industries and presidents, but he had no business course. So he partnered with Chet Holmes that summer of 2008 to do an event called the Ultimate Business Mastery Summit. That's the binder, the original binder from that right there. It, it keeps me connected to it. And so in essence, I was on loan that summer to be a part of this team that was going to sell that event to help entrepreneurs and business owners who were choking during this economic downturn. We had this tremendous event. It was such a success that um, deep uh, that that Chet Holmes and Tony Robbins partnered, and that's when Business Mastery was formed. That's uh, because I was the top performer on that team. I'd enrolled the most people. I was invited to be the director of sales of the Business Mastery program. So that that's how I wound up in then in sales leadership in Tony's world. Man, that's awesome. You know, last thing I, I wanted to ask you about here, um, you know, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot going on right now in corporate. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of layoffs, a lot of organizations are making like huge shifts. One of the things that I had been talking about the last few years, especially post pandemic is that the, the thing that no one saw coming as a result of the pandemic was companies accelerating their move to the future. Automation, changes right like realizing we don't need as much as we thought we needed right to be able yes. to run uh efficiently and that impacted a lot of people um it impacted the seasoned folks who who um who felt like hey i've got my forever home right yes and realized yeah maybe you know the company may make a change and you need to make a shift just really quickly i, I would like your perspective on yeah why do you think it's important for corporate people to give themselves even permission to pursue a side business i think it's i think it's really powerful um to give yourself permission to do that because i'll use this example that that tony teaches he calls it the the rocking chair exercise so if you're 80 years old and you're sitting on your porch in a rocking chair looking back at you, the totality of your life what are you most proud of? And so what I applied it to myself was, well, gosh, I mean, if I'm looking back, the truth of the matter is I'm going to be spending the majority. I will have spent the majority of my time in someone else's business. So am I going to be like rocking back and forth and being like, oh my gosh, you know, I, I, you know, I, I increased so-and-so's business from X to Y. And, and sure I was paid commensurate with that, that, but, but is that, the example I'm, I, I want that my kids are going to remember, they're not going to remember that. I mean, they're going to remember connection and things like that, but I have an opportunity to set a different kind of example. So for me, speaking of my own personal experience, um, you know, I, I was happy, you know, at, at Tony Robbins, um, but the, the, the discontent was that I felt like there there was more to contribute, an opportunity to leave my mark. It didn't have to be like in a big, profound way like Tony and Deepak, but but at very least for my children. And the you know, all of this is purposeful, right? So when I came up in sales, it was all about achievement, hitting targets, hitting goals, making a lot of money. But when I started to realize that first. 
twinges of disconnect was the struggle with achievement versus purpose. And we have a tremendous opportunity now to give ourselves permission to to pursue a side business. I mean, Chris, I can't compliment you enough, man. I love what you're doing because there is an opportunity if your mindset and your heart set is right to do a side business. See, because when I was coming up, all of the teaching was around, like, if you wanted to be an entrepreneur, you got to burn the boats. You got to go out there. You got to, you know, cut everything off and do it. And I, I, you know, I, I did that. I did that a couple times and blew through a bunch of cash I had saved and, you know, money I'd borrowed from my parents and in-laws and I failed. But when I went back, you know, second, third, fourth time, what I was testing was, was a side business because I wanted I wanted a purposeful life. I wanted to create a, an extraordinary life of connection and fulfillment. I wanted to create freedom for myself. I still needed to provide for my family so I could do that in the job, but really test entrepreneurialism through a side business. But it requires a you know a level of discipline and and hunger and drive to do both. And then I ultimately was was blessed with the opportunity to ultimately have that side business become my own business. And, you know, now it's, it's my, I'm a, you know, I'm a full-time entrepreneur and it's, it's been fulfilling. So the, the permission is to explore what the most extraordinary life could look like for you in totality. And if you're looking at where you're spending the most of your time, that's, that's your career. So are you going to look back when you're on that rocking chair and say, well, I, you know, I made the money and I provided and everything. And yeah, I mean, that I'm not suggesting that that's not enough, but what if you had an opportunity to provide, create an example for your kids? I mean, I didn't realize this and forgive me for going on and on, but you know, my, my son is just on the other side of me and he, you know, he's been listening to me for years and he's a little entrepreneur. I mean, now in high school, they have these uh, events where they they can get a, a booth and you know he's selling merchandise and things online and I never sat with him or talked to him about it or anything like that and I you know I asked him about it um and he's like yeah I mean no I just I I, I see you doing it like I want to I want to get my own car I want to do stuff so if anything is driving you inside out there audience that says gosh um there's more purpose to this you you not only owe it to yourself to give yourself permission, I would argue that you have a moral obligation to pursue that. Hey, somehow you were able to find the Grow Your Side Business podcast, and I thank you. I'm glad you're listening. You've been sharing, you've been liking, but here's one thing I want to be able to do. We want even more people just like you to find this show. Now, the best way that people discover this show is leaving a review. So if you would do me a favor, leave a review. It literally takes five seconds. We're trying to get up to a thousand reviews across all of our platforms. So it doesn't matter where you listen to this podcast. Just go in, tap in, leave us a review. I would absolutely be so grateful that you did so that other people can hear it. Let's get back to the show. Hey, are you working your day job and you find yourself successfully discontent? 
Yeah, that's right. You got the house, the car, the money, the title, but there's still something missing. Well, guess what? You're not by yourself. And in fact, I found myself there and there are thousands of others just like you probably sitting in the cube next to you or on your on their way to work just like you are. Well, listen, I decided to create a community. That's right. I have a free newsletter that speaks directly to us. It is called Successfully Discontent. Go to SuccessfullyDiscontent.com right now. It's free. It's a free newsletter. You'll get it every single week. Tips, tricks, strategies, information for those of us who have found ourselves achieving the most in corporate America, but also successfully discontent. Go to SuccessfullyDiscontent.com right now. That's SuccessfullyDiscontent.com right now. What are you waiting on? Go ahead and go there right now. Grab your phone, go to your browser, on your iPad or whatever your mobile device is, wherever you listen to this and go right now to SuccessfullyDiscontent.com. Let's get back to the episode. Man, what, what well said and shout out to your son for taking what you're doing and making something of it. Because as you know, as a parent, they yeah. do more of what we do than what we say. For and sure. So uh, I think that's just so incredible that he's finding his own way and he's starting early. He's right? starting he'll, early. He'll go through the bumps and bruises early enough. Early. Yeah, that he'll be much more successful when he's on his own. I just think that's that's super powerful. I'll give you the last word, Neil. Um, yeah. You know, uh, yes, we're around the holidays and people are thinking about different things. But I will tell you, for those of us who are successfully discontent, um, we know it's time. We know we need to make the, the, the leap. We know we need to take, you know, the bridge to entrepreneurship by building a side business. What would you say to somebody right now who is not just thinking about it, but they've actually started. Yes. And they're they're in it right now. They, yes. Their their business is going. And they're yes. trying to trying to continue that that path. And yeah, things might be looking weird in, in corporate, but I'll give you the last word of wisdom, you know, from your experience. And because you've done this already, what would you say to somebody who's already started that side business? They're kind of growing, uh, but they're running into some challenges and some bumps and bruises and trying to manage the world of corporate and building the side business, what would you say to them? Yeah, I, that's, that's a great question. I mean, being that I, I was thinking about this before I came on being that I, I failed four, could, let's just say five times in the last 13 years at, at this, I would say the number one thing is, especially since it's a side business is you must stick with it. Okay. It, it doesn't happen overnight. A couple of those things that, that I left, I left too soon. So the number one thing that I would say is you, you must stick with it. You never know what's going to come. You never know where it's going to go. And, and there's a high likelihood that if you don't stick to it, you've likely ejected before the magic, because I think another myth is that, that someone is built for entrepreneurialism versus someone else who may not be, I mean, I don't, I don't know about you, Chris, but like, you know, I'm, I'm almost 50. Like, I don't remember, you know, I mean, certainly not my mom. I mean, she only talked to me about being a doctor, lawyer, or dentist, but no one ever talked to me about entrepreneurialism. You know, my, my godson, I just went and visited him at Ole Miss. He has a, uh, like a minor in entrepreneurialism. It's awesome. So it, it's a learned skill. It's not like, oh, I've been in this career for so long. I'm, I'm destined to have a job. No, it's a mindset that says, I'm going to go for this, but you have to have the stick to of it. And then the other, the, the second thing, I just said one last word, but the second thing I would say is with that sticking with it, 
is be open to the possibility that the business model that you land with may not be your original business plan. And in and, and in all likelihood, it won't be. Um, and I remember trying to remember because I would like to attribute it to him um, where I heard that. Shucks, I, I can't right now remember but but I, but I heard that somewhere and that really struck me on my journey was like oh okay because if I keep trying to force what it is I thought the business would be you know I'm not allowing for what the market wants but if I've got that drive and that stick intuitiveness and open to pivoting to what the market wants then I could have my ultimate outcome which is a business that serves the market that creates that freedom and flexibility for me in a way that matters most to them, right? I don't have to hold on to, well, gosh, I wanted it this way. So I, I guess it's two part. You must stick with it. Even when it thinks you think it's impossible, you're failing, no one's showing up for your master classes, your lives or any of your stuff or liking any of your social media, you gotta keep going. And then you gotta pay attention to your market and be open to the possibility that your ultimate winning business model may not be your original business plan that you set out with. I love that, Neil. Man, thank you so much for your contribution to the world. Thank you for thank you. the fact that you chose to continue, right? Um, I, I've heard it, the, the way you were talking about it, it reminds me of what I heard the first time and I struggled with it so hard so for such a long time, which is you marry the vision, but you date the strategy. Yes. Right? And so... I had to cope with that because we get so locked into, well, it's gotta be this way. And it's like, well, no, that way could be, you know, not profitable. This way yeah. can make much more impact and you get what you want, right? But you yes. gotta be okay with that strategy constantly flipping because things change when you're doing uh real business, right? Yes, um, sir. So man, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for for stopping by the show. We appreciate you. And, and more importantly, let me say this, man. I think the cool thing, that you have uh, is you have a real life story that's tangible, that's sticky to people. And I'm just going to ask you, keep telling it, man, keep sharing it, keep letting people know that like, listen, I'm, you know, I'm just like you. It, the only difference is I love the way you put that, you know, you didn't eject before the magic. That yeah. Man, that's the line right there. I love yeah. that line. I think that's that I wrote that down when you said it because I just I love that. Don't eject before the magic. So thank you so much. Thank you for being here, Neil. Hey, everybody, listen, if you enjoyed this episode, first of all, in the comments, in the messages, I want you to leave Neil a message. What was most impactful to you? More importantly, you guys know I say this every single interview. What is the next step you're going to take? Not the 10th step. Not the one way down the road later in 2024. No, what are you going to do right now? I want you to make sure you share those in the comments. Don't forget to subscribe to the Successfully Discontent newsletter, which drops every single week that gives you tips, strategies, tools, information for you to be able to continue to build your successful, profitable side business. With that being said, thank you so much. My name is Chris Williams. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Grow Your Side Business Podcast. Take care, and I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Hey, somehow you were able to find the Grow Your Side Business podcast, and I thank you. I'm glad you're listening. You've been sharing, you've been liking, but here's one thing I want to be able to do. We want even more people just like you to find this show. Now, the best way that people discover this show is leaving a review. So if you would do me a favor, leave a review. It literally takes five seconds. We're trying to get up to a thousand reviews across all of our platforms. So it doesn't matter where you listen to this podcast. 
Just go in, tap in, leave us a review. I would absolutely be so grateful that you did so that other people can hear it. Let's get back to the show. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.